0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and I'd like to welcome you to our latest podcast, and uh, this broadcast also is from early February 2006, and I'd like to welcome all our listeners to the Podcast Central. Uh, Today, I just want to review several things. Uh, First, let me just put things in perspective a little bit. Uh, I was at the Los Angeles Radiology Society speaking last weekend, and always a terrific meeting, and I, uh, I think that was the fourth time I've spoken over the past 15 years. So it was a real pleasure being there. Uh, this was one of the less exciting visits because the uh, first time I spoke there, it was about a week past the earthquake, the Northridge earthquake. And while I was there, you were getting these tremors. And at first I thought it was kind of cool Till I realized I was on the 18th floor of a building that was swaying. So I guess it's cool for about 20 seconds if you're at Disneyland or Universal Studios. But in real life, it's not quite as thrilling. Anyway, um, at the meeting, uh, I uh, noted the number of different trends. One trend, of course, is the tremendous interest in cardiac CT. It's kind of obvious. Every meeting now, including our own, uh, we're focusing uh, specifically on cardiac CT. Uh, We're running 3D courses or CTA courses the end of March in Las Vegas and Baltimore. And each each of those will have between 7 and 10 hours of cardiac dedicated work. So it's definitely a trend, and people are very interested the other thing that I've noticed is just the tremendous interest in 3D imaging and post-processing. Again, people are finally really getting to the point of understanding that axial images in the world of 64 slice CT are not going to do it regardless of your pack system and workstation. You know, scrolling images is just not where you want to be. And in looking at that, I pres- made a presentation there and at a different meeting on small bowel. And it's particularly impressive when you start looking at small bowel and mesentery, particularly mesenteric vessels, how little information you see on the axials that are so obvious on the 3Ds. And we're putting together some of our experience in that regard. But when you do a sagittal view, that lateral view of the abdomen, kind of like the lateral view of the chest x-ray we spoke about years ago. Whether it's the SMA or celiac, there's so much information ranging from stenosis to SMA syndrome to median arcuate ligament syndrome to uh, thrombosis or stenosis. There's so much information that tends to be overlooked. We think about SMA and celiac when we stage pancreatic cancer and you look carefully, but every case, anyone with abdominal pain, that can be a very important source of the problems. And so it's very, very important to look carefully at there, and I really have uh, begun to focus on this lateral view as a very critical view, and it's something, if you're not doing, you should be looking at very carefully. Just try it yourself. Look at a 3D sagittal projection or even an MPR sagittal projection at the level of the SMA and celiac and see how much more information you do find. So it's something uh, very, very important to, uh, to remember. One of the other things that this meeting uh, reminded me of, and on the way back I did stop at Aspen for a Johns Hopkins uh, uh, Medical Institutions meeting from the GI group at Hopkins, who were terrific referrers to us, which is the reason I went to that meeting, and they're also great guys, and so I'm very friendly with many of them, so I went and gave a few talks. and. It's always important to recognize uh, one thing that radiologists tend to forget about at times, and we tend not to do as well as we can, and that is really explain what we're doing to the referring physicians. So this meeting was mainly gastroenterologists, some GI surgeons. It was a ski meeting, and I don't ski, but anyway, it was fun. But What you realize is that radiology is changing so quickly, radiologists have a hard time to keep up. But could you imagine the non-radiologists? They don't know the difference between 4 and 16 and 64 and when they change from the other. Someone gets a new scanner, they think it must be the best scanner. It could not be the best scanner. It could be a new four-slice and not a 64. So one of the things I found and I spoke on liver imaging and small bowel imaging is how surprised they were at some of the capabilities that we do have. And uh, it was very interesting in that regard as to what can be done, particularly, say, in the small bowel for looking at GI bleeding, looking at activity of Crohn's disease, looking at ischemia, that it reminds me that within our own hospital, within your hospital, within your referral pattern, you need to make sure that you have some sort of educational endeavors where you can really teach the referring physicians what we can do. I think it's very important for a number of reasons. One, it allows them to order the right studies at the right time. It results in better patient care. But also, I think it's the best turf protector we have because I think if people think that radiology is so easy, it's so simple and never changes, then that's part of the reason they want to encroach on our turf. If they see how much information there is in a study and how it's so easy to misinformation, then I think they may have more respect and more understanding as to the difficulty of our job and why indeed radiology should be done by radiologists. There is nothing more important than dealing with the referring physicians on an educational basis. It's nice to socialize and whatever, but you really need to bring them to the level that we are to let them understand what we can do and how we can help them and their patients. And that's something that you really get reinforced when you speak at a non-radiology meeting. And I've always said that uh, I love speaking at radiology meetings, but I really love speaking at non-radiology meetings because... People ask you different questions, they come at things from a different perspective, and they're truly the end user. So it's something we all forget and something we need to focus on. Let's see, what else can I tell you? Let me just change the subject and uh, do non-radiology for a second. When I was in L.A., my son, uh, my youngest, is a freshman at USC and having a great time. Of course, if I was in California, I'd be having a great time also, but nevertheless, so uh, him and I went shopping. It's amazing... uh, How nice some places are in California, like Rodeo Drive. It's also amazing how much money you can spend on a haircut that takes about an hour to pluck a few hairs. But um, very, very impressive place. So we went to dinner at Spago's, which is probably my favorite place in the world. And as I was leaving dinner, there was Don Rickles. And Don Rickles, one of my favorite comics. He's old. I will admit he's probably in his 80s. And he walks a lot slower than he used to, but I will admit when he spoke, he was as sharp as ever. So that was kind of pretty cool, and um, uh, just something a little bit different. Anyway, we'll stop there, and uh, again, I do appreciate everybody's comments about wanting us to do more podcasts, and we will continue to do them, but again, one of the things that would indeed help us if people give suggestions. So... Um, we'll try to cover areas we think are important, things that are changing, things that we comment on. But it would also be helpful if people, again, give us suggestions. And just also, for example, we're looking at video podcasting. Also, again, on CT Us, lots of new information, lots of new lectures and series and the things we're going to be bringing you. Again... Um, we can sign up for mailing lists, and we do appreciate everybody attending our CME activities. So with that, I'll sign off and uh, wish you all a nice weekend. Thanks a lot.